Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk With Lo. So just to give you background on how this episode came about. So one of my personal goals of this year was to read more. So I started a book club with some of my friends, well, two of my closest friends, and it is open to anybody. So if you would like to join, please hit me up on social media. And we have these like amazing dialogues and and self-reflection so I thought it would be a great opportunity to share with you guys as well as of course reviewing the book because this book is very popular if you haven't heard of it already I hope that you learn and pick it up um it's definitely a great read so yeah let's get into it Okay, you guys, um, you can go ahead and introduce yourselves. So I guess, Milan, you can start. Okay, well, my name is Milan, and I'm a part of the book club. Okay, and <laughs> we have one more. Hi, my name is Peyton. Um, I'm a part of the book club as well, and also longtime friends of Milan and Lauren. Okay, great. So basically, just to start off our discussion, so um, I guess a question we can start off with is, so we could have different perspectives on the book. So how would you describe this book in your own words? Who wants to go? (laughs) I'll go. Okay. Um, So to describe this book in my own words, I would say, it's a it's it's something between a journey like a personal journey and a and life lessons i would say it's um it's something that i feel like like after finishing it it's some it's a book that i feel like every woman or every young woman who's trans you know who's like growing into a woman and being mm-hmm. independent and all of that, like that whole transition, I feel like this book should be introduced to like young women who are transitioning into adulthood. Mm-hmm. I can agree with you as well, Milan. I think um, as far as this book for me personally, um, it's, it's for me, it's like a self-care book. I feel like, which I think a lot of people know as just in the black community, I feel that we don't heal a lot we don't get a lot of therapy we don't talk about a lot of things Mm -hmm. or get that advice really so I felt like especially for women because I feel like black women we get it the most um I feel like this book was really good as far as like self-healing as well as really like digging deep in your trauma and looking at it and reflecting on it as well so I felt like this book was it kind of helped with my personal journey especially like Milan said, um, becoming into yourself or with our age, with us being in our mid-20s. We have, haven't been through, well, I can't say that, but we've been through a lot depending on you know each and every person, but we still have a lot to go through. So it's kind of just giving us guidance as we just navigate through this thing called life. Right, definitely. And I would say how I would describe the book is, for anybody who is 
basically feeling stuck, undeserving, uh, not really loving themselves. I feel like this is a good book to start that journey of self-transformation or learning the depths of who you are. So I feel like we kind of all have this, a similar perspective of it in a way, basically like a self-help kind of thing for us. Mm -hmm. um, so what feelings did this book like bring out of you guys? Because for me, I felt like it brought first one chapter almost had me in tears <laughs> because it was just so relatable. Um, it just it made my faith in God stronger, um, which I guess I should have known because Sarah Jakes Roberts is a preacher. Um, but her tying everything into the Bible, I went back and, you know, read you know, some of the passages she was talking about. Um, I'm still reading them. I haven't read Revelations yet, you know, which is in the last um, mm -hmm. chapter of the book. But just tying, you know, my, I guess, spirituality into it um, definitely invoked a lot of uh, feelings and made me stronger in my faith. Mm, okay. I can see this. So just to clarify what you were saying, you just feel like overall reading this book for you just brought you stronger in your faith and just certain things maybe you didn't like know about yourself or not technically know about yourself, but mm -hmm. really like it made you think deeper, go dig deeper within right. yourself. Exactly. And then in one point of the book where she said it was no mistake that you picked this book up, like God knew that you were going to read this book before you knew that. Mm -hmm. That freaked me out a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm not even gonna lie because God does work in mysterious ways. So I felt like probably he did want me to read this book because I honestly didn't want to, not because it wasn't good or anything like that. I just I don't know. I, maybe that was the procrastination or laziness in me to, or the enemy just like, you don't need this. Like you, you read plenty of self-help books. But once she said that, I'm like, I, I knew I was supposed to read this. So sorry, I got a question to you, mm -hmm. Lord. Because I remember when we did first start reading this book, I remember with one of our um, first book club meetings with this book, you were saying that, I think you had asked us like, um, what do we think, like our feelings on the book and everything. Mm -hmm. And I remember you stating that, you know, you read a lot of self-help books. So it's kind of like, you know, a little cliche. Do you feel now that you have finished the book? Do you see a difference now? Or do you feel like it's still the same as to other self-care books that you have read? Um, I definitely uh, see the difference in it. Like I said, when she said, God said you were going to read this book, I was that like took me aback a little bit. And just hearing about some of the stories, like, I don't know if you guys remember Mary and Elizabeth, like I never, mm -hmm. I didn't know who Elizabeth was. I thought Mary just was like, okay, God, I'm going to have this baby. I, I know I'm scared, but I'm just going to do it. I didn't know that she leaned on somebody else and just, I don't know, everything she said, she, and she did like a lot of research. She even brought in science into it. 
and everything like that. So yeah, I definitely it I definitely have a change in perspective on it just being a regular self-help book. Okay, okay. I see. I just wanted to clarify that I feel that the feelings that this book has brought out of me, um, really mostly I it made me I can say humble myself a little bit. I think that I had this, mm-hmm, this perception of myself, you know, everybody thinks like they know themselves. This is mean, what you do technically know yourself. But when you read the book and you reflect back on, because some of the chapters has like journaling. So you kind of think of the questions and you look back at it and it's like, wow, it just makes you really reflect and look at yourself in a, in a different way, in my opinion. So it brought out those, those feelings for me. Um, for me, like, um, I, I feel like I relate so much to this book. Um, and like you, when Lauren was talking about, there was a chapter that almost made her cry, like the chapter don't do it alone. And, um, chapter nine, when, uh, she was talking about, you know, you are, you are probably a villain in somebody's story. You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. you have to be able to like, you know, accept, accept that. And then also like, if it's fixable, then fix it and don't hold on to your pride and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. And it was just like a lot of stuff. It was just like a lot of stuff that I felt like it just resonated with me because she also went into explaining that, you know, sometimes you're not the victim. Sometimes it's your your head or like your insights that's that's like making you feel that way and so I kind of like related a little bit to chapter nine and well not even a little bit a lot to chapter nine and chapter ten because I'm one of those people to like um do it alone even though I don't have to but it's been so many times where I've been disappointed and there's so many times where I've been let down it's kind of like I'm using those experiences to further like to further like me like keeping from relinquishing power and not allowing people to help me and then feeling all stressed and like angry that I'm doing everything by myself Mm -hmm. but it's just like you don't have to do it alone you have to be able to continue through life no matter what happens to you or around you like you have to just continue to still be open with your mind and your heart and like your soul in order to uh, like uh, allow the things to come to you right so Mm -hmm. I definitely felt like that chapter was like the nail in the coffin for me because I'm really one of those people to where like I would do everything by myself because I know damn well ain't nobody else gonna be able to help me Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. even though it's like and like you know sometimes I I do be right you know what I mean it's still like I have to still be open. Right. Mm. Yeah, that you touched on some great points. Yeah, this yeah. book definitely helps you self-reflect. It definitely makes you more self-aware of your actions and the actions of those around you. Um, and like mm-hmm. Peyton said, you you humble yourself. Like she says some things in the book that you'd be like, okay. Um, yeah, maybe I'm not doing this right. Like Milan said, like, uh, maybe I'm not the victim. Maybe 
I did do something wrong, but that's where you, I feel like you come in faith and humbleness and be like, and take the advice that she did in the book. If God gives you the opportunity to apologize or talk to that person, then do it. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, then you're supposed to let it go. But yeah, mm-hmm. great point. <laughs> so question. I kind of feel like, oh, my oh. bad, go ahead. No, sorry, I, I, I'm just trying to, I just be having questions. So mm-hmm. like you guys were, um, like Lauren just stated, like, um, for example, when God puts you like in a position where you're able to not be the victim and actually talk to, you know, if it was like a situation, talk with the person and, you know, maybe come to a, a common grounds with it. Or maybe it may be a situation as it doesn't come to you where you're able to even talk with the person. So maybe it's not meant to be talked out. Mm-hmm. What will be like the situation? You see what I'm saying? Like as far so, as to where what, it, he wants you to talk to the person or not talk to the person. In like both scenarios, like okay. a scenario as to how it could play out. Like, okay, for maybe the listeners who don't know, like, hmm, is God really giving me this option to really talk to somebody or no, is this something I should let go? Okay. Milan, you can go first. Um, well, I kind of went through like something like with a friend, like where like we fell out. And I I think that like sometimes you have to not force you like and and when I was reading this, I was like, I was like, damn, like this is for real, for real, like my life. So um like sometimes you just have to let things go and it's kind of hard to tell if you know if it's a spiritual thing where God is saying hey like you probably the reason why you're feeling this way or the reason why you can't get this out of your mind is because you need to right your wrong but then sometimes it's like you just miss that person. Like, cause sometimes everybody isn't old an apology. And I'm sorry, but I, I'ma just say that because being an adult, you have to realize like who's worth your time and who's not. So it's mm. just like, sometimes sometimes people aren't old an apology or even if they are old an apology, like sometimes it's just, sometimes you just got, you just have to let it go. Right. In my opinion, like, mm-hmm. And when it's too far gone, like if, mm-hmm. too far gone, if I fucked up today, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say, if I messed <laughs> up today, like say I did something <laughs> to Lauren today, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would apologize like as soon as possible. And I wouldn't, you know, I would do it as soon as possible. But once all this time has like all like a whole bunch, bunch of time has passed, that means that it, it wasn't meant to happen. It was it was time mm. for like it was time for that relationship to come to an end. So it wasn't, so it, I, I would say, yeah, it's like by, it's God, like, cause you know, mm-hmm. he control everything. So mm-hmm. when time is passing and, you know, you're feeling less, you know, res- like guilty for doing something wrong. And then like, you know, I just feel, I just feel like that time that's passing, it just wasn't meant to be. And it just wasn't meant to happen. Now, I, I'm not going to say that people can't regret their mistakes. And just to like, let it be like, but if you know for a fact that somebody wouldn't give you the same courtesy, 
it's way better like to have that inner peace that you can control like try to control what you can mm-hmm. control so if I feel like someone owes me an apology but they don't give it to me am I still a victim or am I choosing to be a victim at that point because I'm still Ooh. not apologizing right mm, okay right. okay um so for me uh so I got into it well I don't know if the word is got into it but I had a situation um where a friend and I fell out um and I'm usually the person that be like I'll I'll keep hitting you up not not keep hitting you up like I'll call you every five minutes but I'll I'll apologize and I'm like okay um are we friends again and in the book she was like she said something about you can't make apologies um and expecting to be friends like you you know you apologize Mm -hmm. to do your wrongs and that really um humbled me like we said before like I was like oh wow well I thought you were supposed to apologize because you want this person in your life um so that I I thought on that a little bit and then I thought back on the situation um it's it was with a friend so with my friends I feel like I come very pure with my intentions I don't I don't harm you I don't talk about you behind your back I mm-hmm. you know I'm loyal I try to be there for you any type of way I can and when I was going through this situation God told me and I don't that was probably my second time ever in life hearing God talk to me mm-hmm. he told me to let it go and I'm mm-hmm. just like what you mean let it go you let this person be in my life for this long what you mean I'm trying to right my wrongs and be you know a good person and let her know what I did wrong and you know let's move forward and he's just like let it go so I let it go but then it was like weird to me I'm like I'm usually the person that okay it's it's been a month okay let me just see hey you know can we talk type thing but I was just like I'm gonna listen to what he says and then I started um having dreams and the person would pop up in my dreams and I'm like okay is this a sign so I um I asked God again I said if you want me to talk to this person um put them in put them in another dream so they were in another dream but after that I didn't have any more and mind you I was this person was popping up in my dreams like every night for like a week or two Mm. right so when I I, it came into my dream one more time. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, I talked to one of my, like, after that dream, the last time when I told God, like, um, if this person popped up in my dream again, I'm going to reach out because I'm, I'm thinking that's a sign for you, from you to reach out. So then after that night, I talked to one of my, you know, prayer warriors and she was like, write a list of what you liked about this person and on one side and what you didn't like about this person on the other side um and I did it mentally I didn't actually write it down and I was just like okay I can think of all the things I really didn't like but I put up with because Mm -hmm. I love this person um and 
honestly, I mean, if you, uh, I guess, listen to my other episodes of my podcast, I'm a people pleaser. So I would put mm-hmm. my feelings aside uh, for the friendship. And I was like, okay, well, maybe not. Let me, you know, let me see how I feel after I go to sleep again. <laughs> just to make sure. I don't know. Maybe God was just like, girl, I, I'm telling you what to do. So after that, I just stopped dreaming about her. And yeah, here I am today. And I mean, like the book said, if the opportunity ever came, of course, I would be like, uh, you you know, let's talk. But that opportunity hasn't come. And I mean, he told me, you know, let it go. So yeah you know like I haven't had that moment yet um what moment that 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 um because you know I still have dreams about my friend Mm, okay I didn't know that okay yeah and it's Mm -hmm. it's weird and it's really weird because it's just like I don't follow her on Instagram I'd never see her pictures because you know Mm -hmm. she's on private so like I don't see her fiance's pictures like I don't go on Instagram so nothing none of that mm-hmm. so like it'd be times where I have a dream where like I'm seeing her out somewhere like mm-hmm. that that initial run in mm-hmm. so it's, I don't think that it's like a I don't I wouldn't say it's a nightmare it's just like it's like just like a moment that I'm not I don't think that I'm I ever want to be in so it's just like it's constantly mm-hmm. not constantly like so that could be and I'm not like you know no spiritual warrior or nothing like that but it could be the enemy reminding you of those bad feelings of how she made you feel and he's going to keep reminding you so you can feel sad you can feel shame you can feel guilt so I would say pray about it and and see and see what God says he 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 talks to people differently you know I didn't for me, he doesn't talk to me through dreams. So when I said that and the dream stopped, I was like, oh, okay. So I knew them dreams was not of him. Like he usually will just, I don't know. That's a whole nother episode of how God talks to people. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, talk to girl because like, I can tell you like right now, even sitting here talking about it, like my gut mm-hmm. starts to turn because mm-hmm. I feel like that even though it's been like, three or two years at this point like my gut is like you you messed up like you did you did it wrong and that's why I was saying like that part of the chapter like kind of touched like basis with me because I am a people pleaser so I don't know the difference being a people pleaser or actually being a a good person Mm -hmm. like I don't know if I should I'm being a people pleaser or I'm apologizing because deep down in my gut I feel like Milan you did something wrong like this is the first time where you've actually done wrong so you need to apologize I've never been a type to just I, I've always been like you know what I did something wrong I'm gonna say I'm sorry like even if I get into a fight with somebody or if I get into a fight with my brothers or whatever I'm always the first person to turn around and say I'm sorry are we done beefing or whatever because mm-hmm. Those you don't like when people are mad at you. Mm. Yeah. And that's not even, the same for me. Just mad mm-hmm. at me. But it's it's that and it's the fact that I feel like it's a piece of me missing because I get attached to people mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. 
once I get attached to you, when you're not happy, I'm not happy. And then when you are happy, I'm great. I'm like, I'm happy as fuck for you. Like, you know what I mean? So I just kind of feel like that type of friendship that I've had, like damn near like half of my life. And then all of a sudden it just disappearing. And it was not, not, I'm not saying that it shouldn't have dissipated, but it didn't have to the way that it did. Right. Okay. So I'm not sorry for the French ending. I'm sorry for the way that it ended. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you can take the exercise that my friend told me, write down what you like mm-hmm. about the friendship, what you didn't like, and if the likes outweigh the dislikes, then maybe that's something you're supposed to do. But I say pray about it first because you don't want because if you mm-hmm. keep yourself in a situation that God's trying to take you out of, it ain't gonna be pretty. You know what I'm right. saying? Um. And that's, that's my last point. Go ahead, Peyton, because I forgot. Uh, <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's true too. What Lauren was saying. And then rem- I don't know if you guys remember when we had um, our meeting, our last meeting. The thing too is our brains, like you seeing yourself, Milan, probably in this person's life, in the wedding, there mm-hmm. for the person. You know what I'm saying? You seen a friendship that had longevity. You didn't see, yeah. like you said, it ending how it did. So your brain does not chemically or even mentally process that. You know what I'm saying? So how it ends, it's kind of like a traumatic thing. So yeah. for you, it's like, no, no, no. It wasn't supposed to end like this. Let me, I got to keep pushing forward. I have to keep pushing because this wasn't the ending that I had in my head. You know what I'm saying? Compared to how it is just like a breakup. When you break up with somebody, you may have seen a marriage with this person. I see yeah. me having kids. You break up unexpectedly. It's like, no, I don't see that. Let me keep trying to go for this friendship or this right. relationship or something. And all it, all of that is doing is just spinning in circles. You know what I'm saying? So that's just a, a pointer as well that I um, saw in the book because I have that same issue. I have issues with the letting go. If it's a friendship or if it, um, let me not say that relationship wise, because usually when it comes to a relationship, by the time we get to that point, I still have respect for you. You know what I'm saying? As long as you didn't do me dirty, but you know, it's just no more of us. But I feel like with friendships for some reason, it's hard for me to kind of let that go. It takes a while because I see this vision that we have this longevity or, oh, you're going to be the godmother. It's going to be this and all of that. And it doesn't turn out the way it is. So it's traumatic for me personally. Right. And how people, I don't know if you talk to her before y'all fell out or how y'all fell out or anything like that but what I've learned on my healing journey is people treat you how they treat themselves so Mm -hmm. you came your pure intentions which I know you did I mean I've been knowing you forever and this person still has a problem with it are you uh apologize for what you think you did wrong and they still have a problem at that point it is not about you at all. It's about mm-hmm. them and how they feel about themselves at that point. If they if they can't trust you, that means they don't trust themselves. You know, mm-hmm. they think that you're lying. They lie to themselves all the time. So try not to take it personally. And that's what I have to tell myself a lot too. Mm-hmm. When I get into it with people is, okay, if I, if I did something wrong, let me say, let me vocalize what I did wrong. And if they can't take it or they don't know me how I thought they knew me, then that that's not my problem. Because Milan, if you did something to me 
uh, and I get upset and you came to apologize to me, I'm going to say, I know, you know, I know she messed up, but I know her heart at the end of the day. I know the person that she is. Mm -hmm. I know her character. So I might be mad right now. I don't know, you know, (laughs) whatever the situation is. I might be mad right now, but I know at the end of the day, we're all human. We all make mistakes. And so how boring is my life to have that one little thing? That one, one little thing. Like, so you guys know how, like, there are things in life that you regret or there's like things in life mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. I'm saying like my life gotta be boring to just like have one regret or like have like one thing that I've <laughs> no like, don't no that you can live in life good like, right <laughs> girl my fucking life is boring <laughs> okay y'all so what did y'all think of the book slant did y'all think it was too short too long of what the length of this book? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of chapters. <laughs> it's not just aren't that long. I have to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's not that bad. I would just I say that like if you give yourself like the time and you actually set time aside to read the book, it's not going to feel like it's taking forever. It's not going to feel like it's too much, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. I can agree. Um, I feel like, and then too, if you're a book reader, this isn't a long book at all, honestly. Right. You know? If you're a Harry Potter reader. (laughs) Right. You know, this. you'll probably finish this in a day. But I do feel like the book is kind of a... um, you know how they say like learning books like you kind of just this is a book that you can just keep and read along like you're just having mm-hmm. one of those moments or you're just in a healing process I feel like this is the book you can always go back to and reference like dang they did say this in this chapter let me go right. back and read this chapter just to you know just to get those thoughts going again and get back on the right track and get aligned right if you could ask Sarah Jakes Roberts one question what would it be Oh my goodness. Oh, let me think on that one. You go first, Lauren. <laughs> oh, I think um, I would say I mean, she kind of explains why she wrote about Eve, but I would just be like, how did you stumble upon Eve and get all of this out of it? Like, how did you mm. reflect on something that the world seems so negative about and still find beauty in that story because I would have never like thought about it in the depth that she thought about it I went back to read Genesis and I'm just like okay yeah she was cursed and Adam was cursed and then they had um Cain and Abel and then uh Cain killed Abel it's just like it just seemed like stuff keep happening and then she has Seth and then that's when God's miracle came and then Mary and it, it was just crazy so I don't want to get like huh? I will I, I said I would say the same thing like mm-hmm. how did you just take this negative story and turn it into a a beautiful like lesson on like <laughs> and, and being a stronger woman and like Mm -hmm. taking that horrible thing and turning it into something that can that 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 betters people yeah 
because in my like see like I feel like so like throughout the book I kind of can can see what how she came how she came about you know using that story mm-hmm. um but like to just sit down and be like you know what I'm right about Eve like like right. who does that so right. I think she, I, I want to know what her inspiration to even write the book like what was like hey this there's this there's this woman Eve where everyone on the planet hates her and blames her for everything like let's just see let's just see what she feels like and I kind of feel like that's kind of just what it was mm-hmm. and then with Eve well, it was like a reflection of like I said earlier like um when people do things to you it's like because of how they feel about themselves I'm like what can you say about Eve that's gonna make me be like this lady was cool but when she was like when she was like um how can you expect or look at it from a perspective as she came into the world as a grown woman like she didn't come as a baby and learn she just came as a grown woman and had to navigate life right what Adam told her not through what right. God told her but with, through Adam and that humbled me and took me back like oh wow so that made me feel like I need to have more compassion for others so yeah I feel like you mm-hmm. you got compassion for other people she <laughs> does probably she now does. but I, I honestly like- I feel like I didn't before but see, it's just you learning yourself and your sis are things, you know, mm-hmm. about yourself. Um, me personally, um, I always, you know, heard about Sarah Jakes mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, with her dad and everything. But I've never just really, like, this is my first book. First off, this is my first self-healing, self-care book that I've read through completely but this is my first time really just reading this book on her and for her you know my first book with her her being so like personal Mm -hmm. and telling things about her life you know because for me I'm a very private person very private and I think I'm like that because I'm sensitive but who isn't sensitive you know what I'm saying I feel like when you open up your life and tell people certain stories or certain things about you it's like okay do they genuinely care first off are they genuinely happy for you and second off are they just plotting like your downfall or anything you know or I don't want anybody to ever use it like for example celebrities some of their worst things get posted online and then people use it against them you know what I'm saying it may not even be true or may maybe true may not so that's my whole thing like for her like I think my question for her is what was what she may have like mentioned it in like maybe one of her sermons or one of her other books but what was it that really just gave you that call and like you know what I'm just going to open up I'm going to share my knowledge with others you know I'm going to be there I'm going to share some of my personal stories with others to help them heal you know because for me I I struggle with that because I'm really sensitive and I just rather keep my circle you know just keep it within so I think that's the thing like how does she know because I think one other thing that I am learning about myself or trying to learn is my purpose in life like what is my purpose like she found her purpose she know that she's here for us women of 
all colors, everything. But to see a black woman like her succeed, like how she is, how did she know her purpose? You know, so that would be like a question I would just ask her, just go more in depth. That, that is, I think that's like a double question that you asked and that yeah. <laughs> was absolutely amazing. Like, how did she have the strength to tell us her story of being a teen mom, um, being married once before? I don't know if you guys watched the uh, Breakfast Club interview that I sent y'all, but she said that she done bust out windows and she was, you know, no, I didn't. her was oh. acting crazy. So it's just like, girl, you went through all that and you TDJ's daughter, like, you know what I mean? So it was just like, it was just, it's good to have people like that, especially in like faith positions, like pastors and stuff like that, just be real and human with you. Um, And and her finding her purpose and sharing it with us was a beautiful like thing and uh, telling us how how we could find ours, you know, through mm-hmm. Christ. So, no, yeah. I agree. And I think too, which it's not at like all churches or anything like that, but you know how some pastors or people in the church, they want to make it seem like they're so perfect. They're right. so perfect. Like they haven't did anything wrong. And I like that she's authentic. Like you said, I did this, I did that, things that you guys probably couldn't even imagine. But look at me now, look where I'm at. She's not letting the things that happened in her past shape her future. She's mm-hmm. making her future for herself, you know? But at the same time, I mean, I guess it shaped her because it made her grow into a better person. But, you know, she did not have the, she grew, she changed her mentality, learned her purpose, mm-hmm. just in general. So yeah, that will be definitely a question I ask her. Okay. Um, so while reading this book, did you feel like there was questions that she couldn't answer? Like, what questions do you still have, like, after reading it? Like, is there any questions like, oh, how does she find Revelations 12? Like, where, you know, that's, I guess that would be a question for me is, um, I guess I'm still questioning Revelations 12, like, the whole message and story behind it so I think that would be one an an unanswered question that I have anybody else Mm, so okay let me just clarify really quick just Mm -hmm. so make sure I understand so when you saying so the like an unanswered question to ask her about the book or just in general or you can just ask the I mean, you can ask us as well, like if there was something that you still have a question on or that you missed or that you really uh, couldn't, you know, comprehend is, I mean, you can ask us or you can say like mm. for the author. I mean, yeah, well, see, that's the thing. I think you guys, for me personally, mm-hmm. we had just kind of talked about it. I think for me, it would be as to how you guys said, like what made her even come up with the, you know, change the perspective of the story of Eve you know what I'm saying like what was her thought process or you know mentality as far as for us to look at it in a different way you know so I think that person would have been my question just to ask you guys but we've already pretty much answered that (laughs) um I think I mean we can kind of still go into depth about it because I feel like with the story of Eve, we all shamed her 
but then if we wouldn't but I feel like once once we got through the story it was and once we got to Mary uh she talked about how God's vision God knew that Eve was going to do what she did mm-hmm. and I never thought about that before I think that was like in chapter 10 or something like that the later chapters um that she said that God knew that Eve was going to eat the fruit before you know he did it so for God to have that vision already and already planned when Jesus was going to come it was just like oh wow it was I don't know it just put everything in perspective of just because you mess up once or just because you mess up doesn't mean God loves you less or he doesn't have a plan for you. It just shifted mm-hmm. into something else. Mm-hmm. Good question. So now kind of adding on to a question for both mm-hmm. of you guys, do you think because we read the Bible and how they taught us maybe in church or our parents or so, mm-hmm. how they taught us how Eve was? that's the way we just perceived it compared to her explaining it in a different perspective. It's like, hmm, okay, let's open up and see it in a different light now that we're older mm-hmm. and have went through certain things. Do you think like maybe the church or maybe the pastor, they perceive Eve off as this person? That's the reason why we had so much maybe shame on Eve? Uh, I- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to go? Okay. <laughs> um, I would say I didn't really, when growing up in Sunday school, it was just like Eve ate the, the apple. Like they just, they didn't say she was wrong or anything like that. They just said mm-hmm. Eve ate the apple and that's why humanity is the way it is. But when I have conversations with people and it usually be about, um, what's the word? Sexism. You know, mm-hmm. when you have those, talks or discussions with people of the opposite sex and they mm-hmm. they want to say who's worse women or men you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. yeah. bring up Eve Eve ate the the um the fruit or whatever and gave it to Adam or whatever and then I'll be like well he didn't have to eat it God mm-hmm. told him personally don't don't do it but you did it you know what I'm saying so yeah having those conversations <laughs> like that that kind of like okay dang she did do it and mm-hmm. we do have these or we do give birth and it'd be painful now because of her and we have these cramps because of her but um yeah definitely reading this story like I said it definitely changed my perspective of her it makes me have more grace for her and realize mm-hmm. that I didn't have enough grace for myself when I make mistakes I'll be like Lauren like what the heck but just realizing that I'm human and that I'm going to make mistakes and God knows I'm going to make mistakes Mm -hmm. I have to come to him and repent and let it go Mm -hmm. I agree to a certain Mm -hmm. extent I feel like so when I when I was going to church and this is when I was little like Mm -hmm. And even when I wasn't going to church and it was just people who, who are religious and, you know, thought they knew everything. I kind of felt like they weren't in, they weren't trying to, 
I feel like some people just read the Bible just as it is instead of actually trying to comprehend and look Mm -hmm. deeper. That's a great point. Because Mm -hmm. as we go through life, we learn a lot of lessons. So why would you think that something like the Bible that has all of our pre- preconceived life lessons to learn don't mean more than what they actually are mm-hmm. if that makes sense like I don't know if I just mm-hmm. that makes perfect mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so it's just like why aren't why aren't we giving it enough thought and we're just reading it off what it as it says mm-hmm. and it's just like I kind of feel like Eve like we've read like we've understood is that she wasn't she wasn't told like you know not to eat it you know what I mean it was mm-hmm. what's his name what is Adam, his name? Adam. yeah <laughs> but like Adam knew better mm. but someone who doesn't know better how is it that one little mistake from not knowing better can cause so much pain for people. You understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. just imagine the kind of weight that, like, is on her, like on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, imagine like the amount of woe and the amount of like destruction she felt. Right. Right. So, I don't think it was. It was a. Uh, so, and that's the part where I agree with you is that people don't have enough grace for her, and it it shows that you know we don't have enough grace for ourselves. And I think it's because we hold ourselves to the public's standards, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. some things I wouldn't think it was wrong unless somebody else told me it was wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's how we all learn is learning from peers learning from those who came before us them telling us what's right and what's wrong so i feel like us not being so like being so hard on ourselves we're being hard on ourselves because we're trying to match a standard that we've been taught Mm -hmm. instead of actually being like well i am a human people make mistakes like we're not soft with ourselves because we're too worried about everybody else's standards and opinions mm-hmm. and I think that that was the same way like for Eve because I don't think that of course Eve would have been like dang like I just jacked up everybody's life like you know the but <laughs> <laughs> you gotta leave the garden because of me like right like hey like hey but it was kind of like it was exactly it was exactly like a, a learning lesson. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, her learning lesson, le- learning lesson was everybody else's demise. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. But also um Mary's story as well. Um, because what how I learned about Mary is okay, uh, an angel told her that she was you know, something gonna happen to her and, and she was gonna have a baby or whatever. And that's it. Like she has the baby. She raised Jesus really up until he was 12. Cause after that, he thought he was grown, but that's a whole nother story about how <laughs> Jesus thought he was grown at 12. But, um, just hearing how she related Mary to celebrating other women and how, and how Sarah J. Swarber says, 
to be around and lean on favorite women and how she went to Elizabeth and was like, well, she didn't even have to say anything to Elizabeth. Elizabeth already knew like, oh, you pregnant, huh? Like, it, and it's just mm-hmm. like, went to her for advice. She didn't do it alone. How you said earlier, Milan, like doing stuff alone. She went to find someone who she trusted and who was favored by God or whatever. Like, I never knew that. I thought she just did it alone with Joseph. They had the baby and that was it. You know what I'm saying? So hearing Mary's story too was was good. Um, and learning to trust other people and lean on other people that are in situations like you. If you're healing, if you're on a healing journey or self-transformation journey, you need to find friends that are on that, are doing that, are been there, not mm-hmm. trying to lean on people who not, you know, don't care, living life every day. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. selfish people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I can agree. Um, but to go into that, because you actually went into where I was finna go, one of, mm-hmm. I have a question for you guys that I wrote down. So during that chapter, she was saying how, you know, a lot of people compare. It's always comparison. And just to um, restate what she said in the book, um, comparison is so dangerous because we're measuring ourselves by someone else's results when we didn't have their start and that kind of like resonated for me Mm -hmm. because not so me comparing myself now don't get me wrong a few years back or so yeah I feel like I compare myself to others like I see other people maybe more successful you'll see 20 year olds with Bentleys or certain things like that I'm like Mm -hmm. what did they do to get this or you know you just compare yourself And um, my question to you guys is, do you think social media has has caused women to compare themselves to other women or other people? Because I feel like social media now that is so big, a lot of people, which disclaimer, I am not knocking anybody down for what you do. Your body is your body. But I've seen a lot of people now, I feel like it's just so big, like people are getting BBLs or certain things like that. And I feel like, are you, is it something that you've seen on Instagram? You've seen a way that somebody body was. And it's like, dang, I want to look like that. Or is it sincerely because I, you know, this is how I want my body. I'm not worried about this person. I just want my body like this because, you know, but- Mm -hmm. That was my question for you guys. Do you feel that social media has made women compare themselves to others? Yes, um, definitely. Uh, I definitely yeah. compare myself, even though I know it's not good. I know comparison is, a, is like the killer of joy. Mm-hmm. I, still, I still compare myself, even, even to other podcasters. I'm like, I know they got more listens than me and da-da-da-da-da. But I still... In the place that I am now, I recognize when I'm doing it. And then I tell myself um, that me podcasting is a part of my purpose. That's that conversation I had with God that mm-hmm. me podcasting is my purpose. Well, not my whole purpose of what I'm supposed to do, but it's a part of what I'm supposed to do. Um, so, yeah, they may have more listens or they got this or their graphics are better than mine, but I had a conversation with God and that motivates me to keep moving forward with it. So just so and if social media is like I know for a long time I had anxiety when it came to my main 
uh, Instagram page because of mm-hmm. what, people are, what people were doing or how people perceived me. And that made me feel low about myself. So I logged out of my Instagram for a very long time. And I still log out. If I feel some type of way about it, I log out. Right now, I'm logged out because I'm like, okay, I'm too, I'm too consumed in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm glad I'm to the point where, and it's crazy how we go through, like, it's crazy how we be like, social media makes me feel bad, but I'm still on it every day. <laughs> it's crazy yeah. that we go, that we're, I don't know what the word is, like, I don't know, so, mm, I don't know what the word is, like, consumed by it. Yeah, yeah. Consumed, <laughs> yeah. so consumed by it that we just, okay, I know this doesn't make me feel good, but I'm going to get on it anyways. So, yeah. yeah, I just remind myself of my per- my purpose that God placed in me and I remain faithful and, you know, may- I'm going to get there one day. Everything takes time. Like Nipsey Hussle said, life is a marathon, mm-hmm. not a race. That's a marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, like, the only reason why I you know now there's a lot of comparisons because we see it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. before instagram i didn't know what bitches in la looked like you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. <laughs> aside from seeing like celebrities on tv i didn't know like what Susie from long island looked like i didn't know she had a banging ass body like i didn't know that so mm-hmm. it's kind of like i only care because now it's accessible to me to see so much Right. Mm-hmm. And then see how much of the world has been perceived more um, acceptable. So it's kind of like we we pressure ourselves to look a certain type of way or, or be a certain type of way mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we can see other people's success. We can see mm-hmm. other people's mm-hmm. bodies. Like all of that stuff was not available to us. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it's actually important to take a break from mm. other people's lives yes sometimes mm-hmm. like because sometimes be and i'm not gonna lie i've 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 found myself on the shade room first thing in the morning to see if i miss some tea you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. <laughs> but it ain't my too. business yeah. you know what i'm saying but it's not my business but because i'm we've been consumed with social social media sometimes social media is the first thing that we check in the morning and it's become this whole thing where they actually they well not actually but they put news on on social media now yeah i don't have to sit at i don't have to sit in front of a um i don't have to sit in front of a tv anymore and wait and and wait until 10 p.m to watch the news Mm -hmm. like it's right here on my phone so even sometimes when I do take a break, I feel like there's so much of the world that I'm missing out on yes. just because yes. like I filled my head with the negative part of social media that right. I'm not filling my head enough with the positive side about social media. And to mm-hmm. me, the positive side about social media is like, I like when I go online and I see people who are struggling and like the world who like all of these like millions of strangers are trying to help that one person. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that good part, you know what I mean? But like the bad part that I feel like is just like really bad for me to just keep looking at is like, and this is where I be comparing myself. It's like people who have more money than me, who is like, who are the same age as me, but it's like, they've been getting money because, you know, they've been doing a couple of things that, you know, (laughs) I can't do. So 
So it's just like, <laughs> I mean, no, for real, like, I'm not going to show, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that, like, some money is easy and fast money. And I'm like, why am I sitting here going to school and breaking my ass when I can just get on social media and shake my ass? But it's just like, it's fun and it's free. And, like, women are allowed to be sexual beings and do whatever the fuck they want to. But it's just like, my daddy will beat me. Like, you know what I mean? So I ain't got no, I ain't got no choice but to struggle at this point. So it's just like, that's the part of social media where I feel like it's more toxic because like, I start to like doubt myself when I see stuff like that. And like, I kind of start to feel like this shit that I've been doing ain't worth nothing because. And that's, but that's when you cling to God. And like, like I said, when I do that, I be like, okay, let me. Jesus, I need you right now, like, because I'm going to start crying or something. I feel real bad yeah. about myself. And that's where you find, that's where you find purpose, too, and mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. Because when you, when you see something and you go and cling and you find God or whatever and talk to him about it, I feel like you just feel better about yourself and you're clearer in, in who you are. And, you know. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No. I definitely can agree with you on that, Lauren. I feel like for me, Mm -hmm. going back to what you were saying earlier, Lauren, Mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to deactivate and take a break from social media, just like me now. I found myself lately being off of social media more than on. Like my Instagram has Mm -hmm. been deactivated for a while. I may get on, like, you know, if I'm on a trip, I just, I don't know. I like to post my trips and stuff, and then yeah. I'll get back on. That is literally it for me. And going back to what I was saying earlier, I think, honestly, just being in my, being real with you guys, mm-hmm. I think it's because when I was saying earlier, I'm sensitive. I don't want to show you certain things, or I feel like this, or I feel like I have this pressure on my back to show you a certain way how I am for you to perceive me in this way. I don't like that pressure. And I feel like that. I feel like, and this is the honest truth from somebody that I know. They Mm -hmm. have pressure posting a picture. It gives them so much anxiety to even make a post on Instagram because they want to perceive. Yes, perceive in some way. Yeah. And it's not healthy. Like, why do we have to, you know, feel like that? And I feel like for me personally, I'm like that sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know what? I don't want to be on my main page. So I have another page as well. I'd rather just kind of see. And then going back to what you were saying, Milan, I feel like, honestly, too, I will wake up when I have my Instagram. And first thing I'm doing, shade room. Oh, what did I miss before I went to bed? Let me see. Okay. What are you know? Turbo got going on? <laughs> I'm, then I find myself on the baby mama, mama page, going through the comments. You find yourself just so mm-hmm. consuming. It's like, hey, in that time, you could have read a book to right. really find herself more than to be focused on other people and their problems. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's where the comparison issue comes in. You don't know what they went through and what people are putting on social media, you don't know how it looks behind the picture. You know what I'm saying? They can be happy, smiling right after the person could be, they could be fighting or going separate ways, you mm-hmm. know? So for me, honestly, I have to, I have to just deactivate from the world and just focus on myself because I would well, that's find not the world. Awesome. That's the thing. That's people say so social media is not the world. It's really fake when you think about it. Yeah. Like yeah. When, once once you log off, like you said, Peyton, 
are once you deactivate you actually are in the real world at that point it's like mm-hmm. you're not on your phone because all this is fake like you said people posting mm-hmm. fake louis bags and, mm-hmm. and like you said this could be the perfect relationship but they got abuse going on in the background behind the picture like right. everything on social media is fake well most mm-hmm. things i won't yeah everything. yeah <laughs> No, you made a really good point there because I do feel like I'm more in tune with yes. the world when, once yes. I'm off of it. And two, I was reading this article just, and this is something maybe you guys can practice, mm-hmm. but I was reading this article with Lauren London because that's like my, I'm not I like- I know the article you're talking about too. Okay, yeah. I'm What's like the article? Girl, like how people are- like Beyonce, that's how I am about Lauren London. So she just recently like had an article just talking about, just opening up about how she's healing through her trauma. And one part that stuck out to me that she does is if you spend, at, it could be 10 minutes each morning mm-hmm. at the minimum. 10 minutes and set your attention do something for yourself so instead of waking up scrolling on your phone set your intentions on let me read a chapter of a book that's how I started doing like what I would do is it may not even be this full chapter because my life is just hectic Mm -hmm. I may just read a few pages of the book that we have Mm -hmm. just to set my intentions for the morning I may meditate for 10 minutes when you do that you're setting intentions out for your day for the world you know compared to the first thing you're doing is is scrolling through seeing what other people doing now that's occupying your day you know what I'm saying right that that's a great that's a great point that I'm glad you brought up um because with social media and stuff like you said like we said you're consumed by it and you're so consumed by it that you're not living your life and when when you have a morning routine when you're out exploring the world that's where that's when you find who you are and what your purpose is so for example for me um I started doing the morning routine I've I've been doing the morning routine since February of 2021 so I would get up, I would scroll on my phone for a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I would mm-hmm. scroll on my phone, but I would limit it to like 10 minutes or so. I get up, I go work out. After my workout, I'll read my Bible. Um, after I read my Bible, I pray. After that, I would uh, take a shower. And then once I get out the shower and I still have time left, I'll go and read my book. Or sometimes I'll walk on the treadmill and read my book. Having that morning routine, like you said, sets your intentions for the day. And not being on social media um, or, yeah, deactivating your social media, I got into other things. Like, I like to roller skate and I like to read. Like, I would have never started reading if I uh, was on social media all day. Right. Um, I've gotten to my podcast more. I'm learning how to do my nails, just other things to where I'm putting my energy into something other than other people. I'm finding ways to be creative and healthy and grow my relationship with God. So yeah, great. Mm-hmm. I got to start doing that. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's, not it's not easy making up at six no. Cause I don't do, no. I can't, Listen, I can't do it on the weekends. My body woke <laughs> up at 4am today and I, I, I think I began to crash around 12 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in my head, I'm just like, it's real people on this planet that get up mm-hmm. at 4am in the morning 
and be on go. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, ma'am, like, how are you, how, how, where's the gas coming from? Where's the energy? Like, <laughs> give it to me. Because <laughs> right. when I tell you, I, I damn near fell asleep twice. Like I nodded off at work today because my body was just like, okay, it's time to get up. And I was, and I couldn't even go back to sleep. So like getting up in the morning is not my friend. I'm a night person. I get most of my things accomplished at nighttime. I, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm the opposite of business hours. Okay. <laughs> I am, but, I am, <laughs> I am a 7 PM to three and three o'clock in the morning kind of girl. <laughs> then I'll sleep the other hours of the day. So being an adult is definitely the most bizarre thing I, I've yeah. ever no I was just going to tell her maybe even too if morning's not for you maybe do it at nighttime. Mm -hmm. just kind of like from yeah, the day nighttime. all the stress that you've had just go ahead and maybe read a book or like just do something to just kill you from just the day yeah. but go ahead Lauren <laughs> I wish I had the time well, I was gonna say <laughs> I also started doing in my morning routine is uh writing down what I'm gonna do for the day and I got yes. that from this girl uh my job we actually had um kind of like a workshop one time management she talked about morning routine and she said she writes down what she does for the day and I never thought about that so yeah I started doing that as well in my calendar I'm gonna say okay I'm gonna do this at work after mm -hmm. I'm gonna do this and that I'll, I'll write down two three points and be done then that's when you yeah. set my intention for the day. Mm -hmm. I do that. I've been doing that for, oh, for probably about three or four years now. And when oh, I tell okay. you, I feel, yes, like I have to do it. Mm -hmm. And I realize when I don't do it, my day is in shambles. I'm a naturally organized person. I like to, I like to be prepared for what's coming and mm -hmm. it may not go as planned how you may set it, but at least you have set those intentions. And, you know, it may be like, one thing that you said that you would do, you may end up doing it the next day. But I, I personally, yeah, I love it. Right, right. Okay. I be so overwhelmed because I don't be writing mine down. It just be in my head, and I'd be like, okay, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. Wait a minute. I, did I forget something? Like, yeah. I, I in your notes, girl. Down. Huh? I was saying, write it in your notes. I do it every night. Right. Just yeah, write it. I, if you just got a piece of paper, just start writing on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I feel do. guilty if I don't finish the list, though. Well, she did say that in the book. She said when you, like, mentally finish something on your list, when you, like, finish it, it, like, mentally does a check off and, like, it leaves. But when you don't, it still kind of lingers there. So that's true. Yeah. 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 That's Bobby. Okay, y'all. So would y'all recommend this book to other people and why? For sure. For sure. Okay. I think that especially in our day and age mm -hmm. just as going back to the things about social media and just just society in general today mm -hmm. I feel that this book it could be for men and women but mainly women I feel like this book is a necessity I feel that it really how we all said it just has us kind of humble ourselves and think about certain things that we didn't know about ourselves and I feel like if you really have not got in tune with yourself like that this will be the book for you because and then too the way she talks in the book it's kind of relatable too it's not just um you know like 
it's one book, I can't even think of the name right now, but the language in it, you know, sometimes that can get people, like push people away from books. I feel like you can relate to her and how she's talking in the book as well as taking advice. So yes. Um, 100% yes. Because like I said earlier, this is a perfect book for young women transitioning into adulthood. Um, although everybody is due like mistakes, like everybody wants to make mistakes in life. Like I don't, I've never met anybody who was like, I want my life to be perfect. I don't want to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. But like, I think that it'll help a lot of women going forward. Like there's people there. I mean, there's this whole story that'll, that literally resonates within you because we're all women. Mm -hmm. Eve was a woman. Eve has the same mentality and the same feelings as we do, Mm -hmm. or we have the same as her. So it's just like, it's, it's a great way to reach that inner you and start to build that confidence to be the ultimate woman. And that could be, that could be whatever anybody chooses the ultimate woman to be, but it just, I feel like having that confidence and, and being a woman, it helps you at work. It helps you out in public. It helps you like literally everywhere because right now, obviously men rule like run the world and you know there's still no respect for women in the workplace and even out here on these streets like I read a story yesterday that this lady got punched in the face three times for rejecting a man oh yeah I did see that so I feel like it's perfect for people to gain that self-confidence and know their worth and know that they they don't have to be super woman all the time and it's okay to be sensitive. It's okay to mess up. You don't have to be perfect. So I think that in this world where literally there's social media and it's given off that, you know, perfect is the goal. You have to be realistic. And I feel like it's a great book to ground, to ground people, to ground women and actually have them stand in their truth and know what their truth is. So I think it's A plus. Well, you kind of touched on my last question, which was, since we all recommend this book, obviously, what is one piece of advice from the book that you would want to share with someone else? Oh, you want to go, Milan? Go ahead, girl. It's so many. I know, but you got a, one piece. A, a young girl i can't remember what chapter it was mm-hmm. i think it was like chapter seven or eight or six where she was talking about having to trust yourself mm-hmm. and like allow because you already know what you're you already know what you're supposed to do what chapter was that when she was saying you already know what you're what you're supposed to do it's it's that moment between making the right decision and then the other decision to steer you off of your path that's that's when you know that you're um what was it i can't find it in my notes so in one of those chapters she was saying that you already know what you're going to do Mm -hmm. you already know what the right choices are for you but it's that split second between 
choosing what you know is right for you and then choosing what you know is going to deter you from your path. Mm -hmm. That proves that, um, you know, deep down inside we need to trust ourselves more because we already know. So mm-hmm. I definitely feel like that advice I would give would be trust yourself more. And to be honest with y'all, I wish I trust my I like trusted myself a lot more when I was in high school because I I I knew what I wanted to do, but I allowed like different opinions from family members and like my mom and like have so much effect on what I already knew what I wanted for myself. Um because at that age, you know, like you do, you know what you want at 18, you know what you want, you know what you want to do, but it's just like the outside that, that you're allowing to affect you. So Mm -hmm. that's the advice that I would give someone. Payne, you ready for yours? Yes. Oh, that was a good one. My advice to, especially, you know, the younger generation, not even the younger, just even us or older. Right. Don't let one mistake shape your, you know, change. I mean, shape or change your whole entire life. As long as you come in with good, pure intentions, don't let it break you. Let it make you, you know, like learn from that and keep it pushing. Don't dwell on it. Don't keep going back to it. Just push forward. Awesome. Awesome advice. Um, Advice that I would share uh would be I guess uh, I'm quoting this out the book uh talk back to doubt um so basically when you haven't when you're having those days of oh I I feel I don't feel good or about myself or I'm comparing myself again or I'm not going to live up to the standards that I placed on myself or my family has placed on me talk back to that um talk back to that because doubt is not of God fear Mm -hmm. is not of God and you weren't meant you weren't placed on this earth to to fear anything to feel less about yourself because you were made in his image so when those Mm -hmm. feelings arise those are not true feelings of yourself that is of the enemy so yeah I like that that's good Lori (laughs) thank you so yes. thank you guys for joining me and thank, thank you guys for, for listening to my book club with my friends. Yes. <laughs> Yay. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, make sure that you share this with a loved one if it touched your heart. Uh, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And let's talk soon.